Lies my commissar told me. Manufacturing compliance. A people's history of the Imperial of Man. The conquest of Corpse Starch. The Heretic's Guide to Ideology. They're, they're good books. What's your point? Cadet Tovalish. These are not good books. These are heretical tracts written to warp your mind and steer you away from the true path of righteousness. Then why did you make them assigned reading in Defense Against the Heretical Arts, Professor Gonzovor? That's Lord Inquisitor Gonzovor to you. Whatever. And if you had bought the rest of the required reading, namely the limited hardback edition of Lazarus Gonzovor epically destroys heretic snowflakes, parts one through five, then you'd know better. It's pretty funny how I gotta spend like a thousand throne guilt on books you wrote to pass your class. My alimony isn't going to pay itself, is it? Now, listen, Tovalish. I assigned these heretical tracts so that you may learn how best to combat them. I did not assign them so you could spread them throughout the student body in hopes of organizing what you call righteous proletarian insurrection. Oh, yeah. Uh, that wasn't me. I am a psycho, you imbecile. I could tell it was you when you first walked through the door. Oh, fuck. I have faced down many who would go against the will of the Emperor and have performed semblant justice upon all them. I have smelled the burning flesh of heretics put to the torch. I have blade danced in the dark with the howling banshees of Viltan. I stood against the dread demons of the war, and still I stand here today. The road to heresy is a slippery slope, one I have seen my brightest pupil fall victim to time and time again. He was once a rising star of the Order Hereticus, until he was sighted one day, circling the maelstrom trying to score some purple gush. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay, let me try that again. Okay. <clears throat> Until he was sighted one day, circling the maelstrom, trying to score some purple gush, as he put it. Last I saw him, he was turning tricks on the streets of Komalar for a hit of Satraphine. So when I tell you to desist from this path, I tell you as one who has watched many others walk it, only to meet with naught but ruin. That's cool and all, uh, especially the part about doing drugs, but... If you've done all that crazy stuff you said, then why are you a guest lecturer at some backwater skull like this? That is besides the point. If you need proof of abject ruin to which heresy leads, 
You need only look to those walking through my door right about now. And her touch was like unto that of an angel's hands caressing me in their loving embrace. She set you on fire! Oh, no, 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 not her. <laughs> not Valeria. Oh, oh, no, no. I'm talking about the cute, nerdy hospitaler with glasses who gave me my new skin grafts. Really? She doesn't seem like your type. Oh, she's not, but, uh, I like a girl who knows her way around a scalpel. Uh, hello? Do you know where we can find a form ID-10-T? Oh, yeah, uh, there isn't one. What? Those guys at reception sent you on a wild Grox chase after a form that doesn't exist, uh, just so everyone here would see you walking around with the word, uh, idiot on your foreheads. <laughs> I'm not surprised they haven't figured it out yet. Wow, that's probably the third most embarrassing thing to ever happen to me. Now, I know where you shouldn't be, and that's my office. So where would be your proper place? Well, we used to be on an inquisitorial black ship, but then we went through the warp without a Gellerfield and got roped into a demon polycule. And then we got abducted by Eldar and drank all their Soylent. And then they sent us to a world full of Tyranids who were going to turn us into Soylent. And then we got rescued by Commissar Bags and the Imperial Guard and they sent us here. And now we're looking for a Form ID-10-Z and Samuel got set on fire. Except we're not looking for that form anymore, right? Wait, we aren't? I thought we were. I mean, we're supposed to, but I don't really feel like it. Forget about the form. Now, Trooper, you said something about being stationed on a black ship of the Inquisition. Do you remember which one? It was, uh, the Redeemer of Souls. Captain by Inquisitor Bonner Syphilax. Syphilax? Yeah, he was a nice guy, but he could be a little weird. I remember one time, he wanted me to find something called a slot ball. He said it's just like a speed ball, but with onslaught instead of speed, or in addition to speed, uh, I can't remember. Syphilax. And then there was one time when he tried to summon a Lord of Change so he could try snorting its feathers. We were able to pluck one of the feathers, but then it turned into a tentacle. He was going to snort the tentacle, but then it crawled down my buddy Josh's throat, and then he turned into a tentacle. Then Syphilax tried to snort Josh. Syphilax! Welcome to Bros Once Loyal, the podcast where two best friends introduce a third best friend to the hottest new Magic the Gathering supplement. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm Sam. <laughs> I'm Andrew. And I'm Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jeff. What's up? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I lost my mind when I saw that announcement because I was yeah. just like, here, here are like 
two of the, like, you know, at, at least historically, like in the mm -hmm. past, like two most like toxic, like, you know, <laughs> just like, you know, just two fandoms is just the weirdest fucking people in them. Yeah. And now you're just going <laughs> to mash them all up into a hideous ball. And we're all going to be, oh no. No, you know I, what I, it I, is? I, they're they're yeah. going to turn Magic the Gathering into Smash. And just get everybody in there. Oh God, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> burr, burr, burr. Yeah, absolutely. Oh God. Oh man, fucking uh, Pyra, Pyra from Xenoblade, whatever that video game is called, was uh, added to Smash recently. Oh, I have yeah, no yeah, idea yeah. who that is. It's just I don't know. I don't know either. It's just another always, anime I, person with a sword. Yeah. It's another anime person with a sword, except she has huge tits. She's like. <laughs> Robo tit. I don't know if she's a robot or what she is. They're called blades or something. Yeah, she's like I don't know. She's basically like a slave to the main character. Yeah, right? that's basically like... the idea. Yeah, it's this game where like you just collect swords who are women, yeah. and they all and they all call you master. I'm just reminded of like those. those <laughs> it's a perfect game. No politics where... at all. Wait, what's that, Jeff? See, it's the first apolitical game. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> finally, I have some breathing room. It reminds me of like those those weird anime series or dating sims or whatever, where it's like a yeah. high school with a bunch of anime girls, and they're all like anthropomorphic representations of like twentieth century assault rifles or some shit <laughs> like that. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 yeah, just sort of like, oh, I'm the FAL, you know, like I I'm the fall, you know. <laughs> I only hold 20 rounds, but I try my best. I'm the M4, and I'm a spunky Tom girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the AK-47. You can be rough with me. I can take it. <laughs> I'm the 1911. I've been around the block, but I'll help you. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know anything about guns. I literally only know, like, just like, just from video games. Just, just yeah. like, you know, just no. stuff about guns. Fired guns a few times, and it's fun. I, yeah, I just like that one YouTube channel where it's the guy with the ponytail and the goatee, and he just takes apart all these really weird esoteric firearms. What's, what's his name again? His name and, is Ian McCollum, and his channel is Forgotten Weapons. If you're listening to us, you probably know about him already, but he's great. Yeah, he's um, he's actually there's a mod that lets you download him in Arma. Oh. And so, like, if you're set, if you're setting up a base, he will just like he'll be there, and he'll just describe every gun that you that's like in the game, or that's like modded into the game. That's beautiful. And, like, Anderson, Anderson, uh, who's been a guest on the show, used him in like um, a game we were running, and like I don't know, I, I like lost my mind. So he's he's not like Chef Ramsay, where he just like yells at you for like not having the right gun or whatever. He, he's or, like, kind of he's kind of wrong. He's kind of gun ASMR. Like, yeah, he, he just he just like very like calmly just goes over the history and specs, mm -hmm. and he rarely he rarely fires them. Some of them he'll he'll shoot, but a lot of them are just super rare guns that just like it's a miracle that he's even like you know fucking using them yeah or, it's a or, miracle or rather that they show showcasing them yeah know? that they're like in a showable state like just weird prototypes of something that they only made like three of and just things like that and yeah there are a the few videos where he actually fires the guns but it's usually like they're either mass-produced like military firearms or it's just like a really really good copy that you can actually use and like a 3d printed copy yeah that'd be pretty sweet <laughs> oh man you know it's yeah like um 
gosh, I was trying to make a joke that would segue us into our topic, but, uh, you know, like he would talk about the Walther PPK, James Bond's gun. Uh... And you know who James Bond is? He's a spy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this episode, we're going to get into the spies of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. The James Bonds, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like fucking love the idea of just like misrepresenting the Inquisition as just like. Well, if we wanted to misrepresent the Inquisition, we would really have to go back to. I'm pretty sure we've uh, talked about him on the show before, but uh, our dear, dear friend. um, This was the first representation of the Inquisition in Warhammer was this this guy. His name is Obi-Wan Sherlock Clouseau, and he's an Inquisitor. Oh, dude, he rules. <laughs> Fuck yeah. It's just a fucking neckbeard and a fedora and a yin-yang shirt you can, and a you trench can find coat. Him at your local, you can find him at your local GW shop. Yeah. Like he'll, be, he'll be hanging around, and you'll be like, who are you? And What's his, th- what's his name again? Obi-Wan Sher- Sherlock what? Clouseau. God damn, man. <laughs> Oh, God. Yes. What army does he? What army does he play? Oh man, what army does he? Oh, it's got to be Eldar, right? He's got the fucking yin yang. Yeah, no, mm. absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's just sort of like I love the Eldar. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, total I, Eldar weeaboo. He's got like four thousand yeah. points. <laughs> yeah, no, and he really like you know, he's gonna take the new high the new. I forget what they're called in Age of Sigmar, but he's gonna take those models that have little bonsai trees attached to the base. So mm-hmm. and put him on his like Eldar models, and just you know, just like really go for that like just horrible. Uh, this guy, this like... guy, fucking proudly refers to himself as a Monkai. <laughs> <laughs> he calls Baka other people Monkai. <laughs> well, my my army is made up of half elf. Uh, half Eldar, half humans. That's a thing that ex- <laughs> it existed in Rogue Trader, and I'm really trying to keep that alive and make people aware of it. So, like, I take Imperial Guard kits, and I also take these Guardian Eldar kits, and I mishmash them together. Uh, so you'll see humans, human heads, Eldar heads. You know, I just, I really want that part of the lore to live on. It's inspired by my favorite of all fan fictions on the traditional games board of 4chan. It's called Love Can Bloom, and it's where a Vindicar assassin <laughs> falls in love with an Eldar Farseer on the snow and ice-ravaged planet of Lorne 5. <laughs> Dude, I fucking forgot all about that horrible fucking... Oh my god. Oh, is, there, is this man. a real thing? That's real. It's, it's that's, real. That's, that's, it's 100%, that's 100% real. percent real. This is that it's, deep lore that, uh, <laughs> that we need to cover. This is this is the direction that we've been trying to go in. And we'll, <laughs> eventually, this is all this podcast is going to be, is just pilfering the internet for embarrassing moments mm-hmm. in, in, in fan fiction and just forum posts. Yeah. Um, eventually, that's what we're going to have to go to once we run out of uh, actual stuff to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so we got so yeah. Here's here's the birth of the Inquisition, uh, but the I don't know the actual birth of the Inquisition takes place like right towards the end of the Horus Heresy. That's right. And yeah, it, it all starts with this fucking guy named Malkador the Sigilite, who was just you know, you know, 
absent daddy emperor who's just sort of like, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go drinking with Malkador. I'll I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I, won't you come to my ball game, Dad? It's just like I know. I'm sure, and I'll go, but I'm I'll be back. Gotta go see Malkador. But like the funny thing is, Malkador is actually more of a paternal figure for all the Primarchs. Like yeah, he really actually kind of he kind of shows up and like you know listens to them, gives them advice, and he's just like, yeah, I'm sorry, your dad's not around. He's really busy. Uh, but like he, he, so like on top of being like, you know, this, the emperor's like, um, you know, main consultant basis, basically. Mm -hmm. And, uh, also being a, just, you know, uncle who just takes care of all these, uh, super engineered children, neglected (laughs) children. Yeah. (laughs) He, he also formed the inquisition, Mm -hmm. like, you know, right during the Horus heresy. Like, um, the Emperor noticed, like, his original plan yeah. with the whole, like, uh, Reddit atheist thing was that right. if everybody just stops believing in gods at all, like, higher powers, whatever, if it's all just science and logic and Ben Shapiro destroying ep- epic libtards, um, yeah. if it's yeah. just all that, then the warp will reflect that because that's what the warp does. It reflects the rest of the world. And since there would be no like negative emotions or uh, powers that we would think we want to worship, then the warp would just be calm. There'd be no more chaos gods. Obviously things didn't work out that way. Not at all. But so he got Malkador to get a special task force together to handle like chaos and demon incursions whenever they would occur. Because at this point, now that Horus was like straight up bringing in the favor of the dark powers, you had that happening. Like uh, I just recently read for the first time. uh, Demons be shopping. Demons be shopping. (laughs) (laughs) I I read uh, Flight of the Eisenstein for the first time. And yeah, that's a good book. It's, it's it's not like one of the best ones, but it's like that's like one of the first like oh yeah this is like respectable it's really good yeah and um what's like that Death Guard character's name again uh, Garrow right Nathaniel yeah, Garrow yeah. yeah Nathaniel Garrow and yeah yeah he's uh because there were a lot of these guys um Astartes dudes who were in the Traitor Legions and weren't really chill with the way that the rest of the Legion and their Primarch and Horus were headed and they. Kind of like in the case of Garrow and his his buddies, they just tried to get back to Terra to try and bring the message to the Emperor that like, hey, Horus is doing some fucked up shit. You can check. You should check that out. And what Malkador? <laughs> mo- yeah, sorry, this poor motherfucker. Also, Nathaniel Garrow, all he wanted to do, you know, he just escapes the clutches of all these legions that are trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. And all he wants is an uh, audience with the emperor, and they're just like, "Nah, dude, sorry, you gotta, you gotta wait out here." Yeah, <laughs> uh, like, you, you gotta, you gotta chill even... on the moon until yeah. we decide what to do with you. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, he's just got it. his fucking highlights magazine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing all the crosswords. <laughs> But yeah, he, he, I don't think he ever actually gets the audience with the emperor. But he no, does get he, he, he does he get to doesn't. talk to uh, talk to Malkador, who at this point and he, and, and he gets to talk to fucking um, uh, fucking uh, Do- Rogel Dorn. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's so right. That's, that's fine. You know, me another Primarch. Yeah, we. I, I like when we get to meet Primarchs because you know when they're done right, they're these like 
practically godly figures walking there. It's like uh, like when you're reading... Pain, painful to look at them. Yeah, like when you're reading the Iliad and then the Olympian gods come down to just have fun on the battlefield in the way that they can... The, the actions that they can take. It, it feels like that. It's that kind of right. like power scale. But um, yeah, uh, Garrow gets, gets to talk to Uncle Malkador instead of uh, the Emperor. And <laughs> at this point, Malkador is putting together this special elite task force to hunt and prosecute demons. And he's uh, Garrow is one of, I think, a few other guys from Traitor Chapters who come in and become like the start of the Inquisition. And at this point... Right. It's interesting. Also, also survivors um, like Raven Guard, Iron Hand survivors right, from, uh, from his father. And, and yeah, yeah, yeah. All those guys. Yeah, all those poor guys. But um, yeah, so this is when the Inquisition gets formed. At this point, it's just the uh, the Demon Task Force. It's the uh, the Ordo Malleus. Malleus is Latin for hammer, so just hammer of the demons. And uh, What's interesting is you take a look at imperial history over the years, and as they come up against like this really crazy existential threat that they didn't see coming, that's when they bring in a new uh, facet of the Inquisition. So I think in like uh, the 32nd millennium, you had the War of the Beast, where it's like the biggest uh, orc war yeah. that's ever happened, right. and they're like, okay, we need something to keep all these alien threats in check. That's the Ordo Xenos. That's the second part of these, uh, the main Inquisition bureaus. And then the third one comes after the Age of Apostasy and the Reign of Blood, which we talked about. And they're like, okay, how do we deal with like corruption from within? Then you get the Ordo Hereticus. So those are like the main three kind of uh, just the, the the big departments of the Inquisition prosecuting the uh, the threat from within Hereticus, the f- threat from without, that's Xenos, and the threat from beyond, which is Malleus, the demons. And um, there's a whole bunch of like other little Ordos that don't really tend to do much in the fluff. It's usually just the big three, but, you know, there's like the Ordo Kronos who was researching time travel, but then they disappeared and nobody knows what happened to them. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> there's um let me see here there's the ordo obsoletus which is basically the x-files just kind of like all the weird stuff that happens like weird for the 41st millennium which is really saying something and <clears throat> they're just uh hunting down all the knife aliens yeah. i love the idea i love the idea of like Mulder and scully being in the hereticus but like that's probably you know be, but, yeah. but but Mulder is obsessed with aliens <laughs> and, and Scully is just kind of like we're we're trying to prosecute corruption on this hive world and all you can talk about is aliens just please <laughs> just, just stay on your fucking job Scully Scully okay. what if it's a, a gene stealer cult we <laughs> haven't ruled that out yet <laughs> yeah. what if they're crude mercenaries <laughs> 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 just Scully's just having a fucking meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, like, I have to fucking work with this guy who I'm also in love with. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, X-Files oh, really man. kind of... I still haven't watched all of it. It's hit and miss. Like, so yeah. much of it is great. So much of it is just garbage. And the, the last, you know, it's like, you know, another good, like, you know... It's like um, the Bookhouse Boys from Twin Peaks. Like that would be an Ordo's, mm, like an Ordo mm, of the Inquisition. Definitely. Like, you know, just like this chapter that just sort of like, you know, 
It's just like, damn, this town is really weird. We should have people like studying it. Um, <laughs> Um, I don't know, but like Dianus nine ninety seven point M four one. I am approaching the demon world. Of <laughs> that is a damn fine cup of recaf. I tell you. <laughs> the uh, that's got to be a fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's. I don't know. Like I, I love that idea of like you know just friendly. You never really see friendly inquisitors like. Um, you most, really most of the, like most of the time, yeah. just the the presence of an inquisitor in any scene just sucks the air out of the room. They're never a friendly presence, but I I think well in the Caiaphas Cain books you do get the closest thing to a friendly inquisitor, but he's also banging her, so you know. Yeah, I know they're him. they're they're fucking buddies. Yeah, they're friends with benefits. Yeah, yeah. God, I need to read those books again. It's been a really long time. Yeah, uh, same. They're fun. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of... um, Yeah, like, the Beast... The Town of the Beast is really interesting because it's just sort of like... It's like the Imperium is just kind of like, oh, thank God that's all over. Right, and it's just like nothing... heresy and everything. No, yeah, nothing... Yeah, nothing's going on. And, like... And then out of nowhere just like the they're just sort of like oh we thought we killed all the orcs but it turns out they were slowly you know rebuilding themselves and you know now they're avenging themselves upon us because we <laughs> genocided the fuck out of them yep. during the during the great crusade and like oh, why do they hate us <laughs> why do they hate why oh, why do they hate us so much what the hell they hate our freedoms <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man like i and like the one thing that was interesting about that was it was actually the it was the time period when the orcs were like at least in the imperial calendar the most technologically advanced and like culturally advanced they would send emissaries and and stuff to oh, yeah to the humans and just sort of be like you know you could surrender and like you can like you know just they, I don't yeah, know because like, like the more they congregate the orcs together, just don't do yeah yeah the more they congregate together the smarter they get right and and the more. And the I, more fighty they get. I remember that their emissaries actually spoke like perfect high gothic, which is like the yeah. Latin of the setting. Whereas yeah. like usually when you see the orcs, uh, they talk like football hooligans in a Morty Python sketch. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I love them fun. so much. There's there's um the one thing I love, one archetype I love in the Inquisition is that there's always an inquisitor who just like frets over the smallest of things. Um, mm -hmm. like there's like that one inquisitor who's just like freaked out about the Tao and he has like a name that's like, <laughs> it's like chicken, like Latin or something. Right. Oh it's my like, God. Yeah. It's, I forget. <laughs> I forget yeah. Uh, that's so Tao good. Inquisitor. Uh, what? Come on, man. This is going to be annoying. Well, it's not there. I'm pretty sure uh, God, it's like in one of the rule books. Mm, probably like a a little quoted sidebar in the codex because yeah. it's just sort of like oh we better look out for this tiny little backwater <laughs> like alien empire yeah because you know they'll it's like it's all like the a... um i like i don't play the tabletop but like yeah. all of the uh the fluff bits in the codexes like they're all written from the imperial perspective right yeah yeah no so like it's um for the most part um like it's uh it's yeah they yeah i would say so like it's 
with the Tau codexes, they're they're just kind of like, oh, they're a dynamic young race who are just sort of, uh, you know, upstarts who are very naive and don't know anything about the galaxy. But mm. I don't know, like it's, <laughs> or you know, it's just sort of like, yeah, they're 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 gonna get more conservative yeah. after they turn thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, after once they, they turn buy thirty thousand. <laughs> Yeah, Once they buy a house, the... and they have to pay property taxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's like no, no, it's goofy. But like, um, the minimum wage is already too high. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, I don't know. What's another example of a cool inquisitor? There's Mor- Moriana, who is um part of the um Black Legion leadership, and she's a former um inquisitor. And there's like a lot around her where it's just kind of like. Is um, is she like Abaddon's uh, seeress, prophetess, whatever? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like um, ABD, uh, you know, that's Aaron Dembski Bowden. Um, Very good uh, Black Library author. Yeah. Would love to have him on the show someday. <laughs> if he could oh. fucking s- stomach being around us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is he a very serious person? Uh, no, I, I don't know. He seems pretty lighthearted. He seems uh, like from, he has a sense yeah. of humor about the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but no, like she's um, she just kind of like come and goes and doesn't really, you know, have a static position in the leadership. But just, you know, she, you know, with her help, they were able to just like obtain multiple Blackstone fortresses during the like uh, Gothic War which was like a, a big thing because she could see it with her brain or whatever. I don't know. Um, so I don't know. That's like a, a fun example. But I'm trying, there was like, I had this other one that was just this ridiculous character that just made me laugh. I, I um, have a, a ridiculous character who makes yeah. me laugh. Yeah. Um, this is Inquisitor uh, Fyodor Karamazov, which I'm probably pronouncing wrong, but... Uh, I love him. I really love him. He's got his fucking pimp chair with his orderlies there. Like one one guy is like the scribe. Oh, this dude going over the court records, and the other guy just has a big <laughs> triple melt a gun, <laughs> so you so can just emulate heretics on the spot. Like this guy's whole deal. He's got the throne of judgment, which is like a throne put on top of like dreadnought legs, and he just yeah. like just walks around the battlefield executing summary judgment on everybody, <laughs> which is just. Oh, my. Oh, oh my god it's that same thing i love about the uh about the sisters of battle where it's just like religious oppression take it's taken to yeah. its most ludicrous extreme which i, uh, I just yeah yeah what, what were you gonna say no i just i love the idea i want so badly like a jeremy irons inquisitor who yeah. just like is just just like inside, like just like, perched on there and just being like, God will judge you for your actions now. Like, just, <laughs> like, just yelling at the top of his lungs. Dude, I one of my quarantine activities of of last year was just I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna watch a historical drama. I don't watch these. I'm just gonna do it. And I picked the Borgias just because Jeremy Irons was in it. Oh, and nice. it's so worth it because he just plays the Pope and it's him <laughs> just losing his mind like every couple of episodes and just, you know, just doing that frothy, just, you know, just screaming 
and just like you know just <laughs> subjugating crowds of people with his voice oh and yeah. like and i'm just like oh man i want like I, if if i do do the fucking uh dark heresy campaign i want to just be a J- jeremy irons yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh so, like, there's a quote from uh, Karamazov here on fucking One Day yeah. 4chan where he's just, uh, he says, There is no such thing as a plea of innocence in my court. A plea of innocence is guilty of wasting my time. Guilty! <laughs> <laughs> he's got Pure. a point there. Pure fucking inquisition. And <laughs> Heretics owned with logic and reason. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh... My, is, my is there like a thing. is there like an inquisitor guy who's like in a bane blade or and he's got like a fucking uh, like a fucking force field around him like the fucking pope mobile with the bulletproof glass <laughs> <laughs> I can look that up Oh man <laughs> Inquisitor just, just, bane blade just 40k pope mobile like <laughs> pretty much everything is a pope mobile in the 41st millennium Oh wait this is so cool I just found this it's not what we were you know hoping for but it's like those. It's like those Star Wars th- um, books where it like shows oh, the interiors. Cool. Yeah. Oh man, that's I would kill for a book like this. Oh, just like those those. Uh, yeah, I remember I had one of those uh, Star Wars books where they did. Yeah, that those books. When I was yeah, a kid. fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I've been eyeing this Halo. Um, Halo book that's like that, but apparently it's not. It's a little underwhelming. Oh, and it kind that's of a shame. O- it overly focuses on UNSC like um, warships. Which is yeah, it's a little. Well, it has the pillar of autumn, right? Yeah, I'm sure it has the pillar yeah. of autumn, like forward unto dawn. I I would inf- love to infinity. see the um, I'd love to see the uh, whatever they did for the covenant, if they did any, because I always loved the covenant's uh, tech design. Yeah. It's no, yeah, sleek they're sleek and fucking Star Wars Episode One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They all look like like a fucking extinct prehistoric crustaceans. But with I th- I like I... these lasers that it can blow up planets. Uh, yeah. Jeff, I think I I think I found what you were hoping for. <laughs> Hell yeah! Is that oh is that, is fuck that close, yeah? Is that close? <laughs> that's that's Warhammer as hell. That's, that's a really good Photoshop. <laughs> See what I want to know though with yeah. the um with the Covenant ships is like where where do they go to the bathroom? And just how yeah. inclusive is the bathroom setup when you consider like different species? Like, is an elite going? Uh, is an elite taking a shit next to like a hunter? Is what I want to know. Well, if you would, if you knew anything about Halo, you'd know that the Sanghealy are the fighting elite of the Covenant, and that they are <laughs> above and beyond any of the other uh, races, and they're also heavily influenced by the samurai. <laughs> <laughs> they're a martial elite oh gosh no, I, I, you don't know anything about warriors code of honor <laughs> <laughs> i remember that was a, a thing though I, I don't know like i but yeah it's like that same question of just sort of like you know what do the sanghealy eat like what, yeah. what, what what are what are like i remember that like i want to see their dicks and their pussies. <laughs> I want to see them <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's always been, like, the questions I'm asking whenever I'm, like, watching, like, fantasy and sci-fi stuff. Just, like, how do people, like, eat or sleep or shit or things like that? And 
luckily, yeah. uh, when it comes to Star Trek and the Enterprise, Commander Riker has the answer. This is a little uh, <laughs> short thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right, let's take a let's take a look. One of the questions I've been asked time and time again is, where in the heck is the bathroom on the Enterprise? Well, there's only one, and if you look very closely, you'll see it's located right here. <laughs> Great. Thank you. <laughs> there's only um, one. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, Frank. So I appreciate you pointing that out to us. Nope. Just, just that's me. Uh, yeah. Number one, taking a number two, and think, not getting <laughs> off this stall for an hour. Sorry, Worf. <laughs> I think Sam, uh, like, Samwise Gamgee uh, cleaned up everybody's shit. I think that, like, I think everybody would just like, you know, shit in a pot, and poor Sam had to like, just like dump it out every single time. Share the load. He's just. (laughs) Sam has a real big uh, pig, pig piss, uh, piss pig energy. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) You don't have to do it alone, Mister Frodo. Shake it off on me. <laughs> Shake it off on my face, Mr. <laughs> I'm going to throw up, dude. Oh, my God. Oh. oh. That's gross. <laughs> You've gone down a dark path with this podcast. We, we Every episode never... just gets grosser and grosser. We can never... <laughs> come back from the brink um let me steer this back into something else off topic um a fucking uh fyodor karamazov his name is a yeah. reference to the book the brothers karamazov by the author fyodor dostoevsky and Oy. in oh, yeah. that book there is a short story called the grand inquisitor and what happens in the story is jesus christ comes back to earth but he comes back during the time of the spanish inquisition he's in like seville or some shit so he's you know going around doing his thing and performing miracles and he starts gathering a following because everyone's like hey it's the lord and then the inquisition shows up they take him away and the grand inquisitor is just having a chat with jesus in his prison cell and basically (laughs) just just like just telling jesus that he's fucking stupid in a variety of ways where he's like first of all you know why did you come back because you passed everything to peter we've been appointing popes ever since and the pope has everything under control just we don't need you anymore we don't it's like gilliman it's yeah it's like gilliman coming back it's like fucking gilliman coming back christ allegory just like the joker yeah just you're you're coming back and it's like like why because we already have this perfect power structure in place and you showing up ruins everything and yeah i i wasn't raised catholic but apparently the a big running thing in catholicism is like you have free will and god gave you free will because god believes that you'll make the right choice and follow jesus and the inquisitor's full thing is like why the hell did you give humans free will because you can't trust us to follow you and be christly we're going to slide like we're going to fall away you need to have the kind of like just repressive nightmarish system of control that we've established to keep everybody in line like if you didn't give if you didn't give free will to everybody then you would have had everybody being saved like what what the hell were you thinking you fucking idiot 
That's why that's why Gabe's Workshop was created to keep people repressed in a, in a, in a hobby painting <laughs> yeah. plastic little men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna transpose my whole identity on this little motherfucker. It's the only way to repent. It's just the paint model after model, and just <laughs> keep spending a hundred dollars per visit. Just to the it's just you're in a fucking confession booth and confessing all your sins, and the priest is like, "Okay, my son, uh, say five Hail Marys, uh, buy an Indominus box, and uh, instead of Citadel paints, don't f- and make sure they're contrast paints too, because th- we want those to sell really well. They're brand new and they're they're worth yeah. great. We promise." <laughs> they work good I, I will say about contrast paints is like if you want to like if you want to paint like you know marines or just i don't know what don't use that like but like if you're painting like zombies or orcs or just like i found like flesh tones if you're painting like you know just sort of like just like you know burly dudes or zombies or mm. or or skaven or something like then it fucking works. So, like, like with, if you're with like, if you want to get like a textured surface, it's just not going to happen. Mm. Like, yeah. Anyway, that was the hobby corner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just God bless Andrew because I I don't play the I don't play the, the actual tabletop game, but I did play a fuckload of Dark Heresy back in the day. Hopefully, going to start a campaign back up soon, but. Um, yeah, Dark Heresy is the role-playing game where you play as acolytes of an Inquisitor because yeah. it's usually not the actual Inquisitor who's doing the investigating most of the time. They have like a cell of uh, a cell of, of goons that they usually press gang into service because they got caught doing some weird shit. Like uh, we, we all just saw Judas and the Black Messiah a little while ago. It's, uh, right, it's like yeah. Wild Bill. Surprisingly amazing. I, I didn't think they were going to give such a, like, you know, like, decent portrayal of the Black Panther. Yeah, yeah did, me neither. They did, they did a really good job. I mean, yeah, yeah. It, it could have definitely been more radical, but yeah. um, it went further than I thought it would, honestly. Yeah, same. it really did. Yeah. And I think it's pretty, pretty solid film. And yeah. like, I was amazed that it was made like with some cooperation or oversight or whatever you want to call it from Fred Hampton's actual family. Which yeah. is, yeah. I don't know. That's... Which has been a problem in the past. Yes. <laughs> covering of, uh, covering of other like you know popular black radicals. Yes, yes. And it has. In, mo- in movies, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, God. Or, or, or just in the American education system in general, like uh, Dr. King led a big march, and then he got assassinated, and then we solved racism forever. <laughs> Everyone saw that beautiful man die, and we buried. <laughs> We buried hatred in the in the earth. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's um. But no, yeah. Uh, usually the in, the inquisitor will have like a cell of uh, just task doers who handle the actual investigation part, and then you know if there's anything big that the acolytes can't handle on their own, the inquisitor steps in. And a lot of the time, like in the game materials for Dark Heresy, the way people run campaigns and like just, you know, a lot of the Inquisition books, you don't really get the sense that the servants of the Inquisition are going around flaunting their identities all the time. They want to stay at incognito because like if you show, if you say you're an Inquisitor, then everybody on the planet's going to know soon then everybody in the sector and on and on. 
But it's really funny because then when you see like the official art of all the Inquisition people, they've just got the big fucking logo on their chest everywhere, just flaunting that shit. It's like yeah, it's, it's like the same thing as like the Alpha Legion being like, we're very sneaky in our big blue power armor. Just, Nobody knows who we are. Just bright yeah. seafoam green, just <laughs> like my Game Boy. <laughs> <laughs> they, just, they, they run around with the boombox blasting the uh, MGS theme. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. They don't know I'm here. They don't know. <laughs> they don't know. Dun, 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 <laughs> they don't know I'm in the Inquisition. <laughs> I, like in the the, the, I like the way you trailed off. The, eye on their t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. I like the way your voice kind of just like her down and trailed off there. No, they no, don't know it, that I'm. It I'm makes perfect sense because nobody ever expects the Inquisition to be so brazen. <laughs> so if you just dress yourself up as an Inquisitor and say you're an Inquisitor, fucking nobody is gonna take you seriously, and you can get away with whatever you want. Just fucking here, nobody expects the Imperial Inquisition. Just dropping this in the big titties room. Those those are um Victoria miniatures. Really? Um, yeah. No, it's um this. Uh, Lovely lady in Australia. I, I don't know if her name is Victoria or not. I forget what her name is. Mm. But um, she makes like um, she has this whole business of just making Imperial Guard uh, alternative Imperial Guard models because oh. Games Workshop has just neglected the Imperial Guard for for like decades now. Yes. Oh, I remember been... Anderson talking about her. Yeah. 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 And so these are like some of the special characters um, that you can buy off of her website. That is awesome. Yeah, no, she's it's it's cool, and they're like they're pretty decently priced. Um, I like but... this dopey guy with the goggles and the mace over here on the on the right. Yeah, no, it's just yeah. all like they they just took the um, took the the Monty Python uh, Spanish Inquisition, just brought him <laughs> into forty k. That's literally what it is. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Oh. Yeah, like um, here's an example just for fun. Got to make a Andrew's Hobby Corner like little uh jingle yeah anytime i just like pipe in about this shit um but like yeah like like she recently just made these like uh female talarn um oh that's sick like models oh, yeah. yeah they're they're fucking awesome um, those guns look great yeah no like they're 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 super super good um and uh you know it's like one of those things so like yeah if you use these models you can't go play at games workshop but you know there's a billion other hobby shops yeah out there so and you can form your own club so just yeah just just like set it up on your kitchen table yeah it's <laughs> like um basement shows <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's real underground they're, shit. they're way way I'm, way I'm better gonna i'm gonna take my big venues i'm gonna take my third party warhammer models to see squat <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna play fucking uh tournament grade ultramarines at the fucking games workshop store on 8th street like a fucking sellout yeah <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking stomp stizzes like like orc army or whatever <laughs> yeah. Yeah. oh man what the fuck does stizza play uh stizza would probably play um gene Steeler cults Absolutely. No, I would. Yeah, no, that. Yeah, perfect. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. So let's see. I actually have to pee really badly. So this would be a good. Uh, yeah, call. me too. Good, I have to pee good, too. Good, good, good break.
yeah, I parkoured over all my laundry and trash to get back to my computer. Nice. Yeah, like a cool guy. <laughs> no, just some real Assassin's Creed shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's that's another thing. Sure. Is like um, I'm back. I don't know. I think is it worth it going over um, just like with the models that like they still have for Inquisitors. Because it's like it's still a faction that you can buy uh, oh, yeah. on table on tabletop, but yeah, it's absolutely. um it's very thin. It's <laughs> like, very very thin. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna have to cannibalize army lists if you want to have like a an actual playable army. Yeah. Now the idea is like, all right, I'm gonna have this is gonna be my command squad, and then I'm gonna use Imperial Guard or Space Marines. Yeah. Or, sister, or Sisters of Battle. Or yeah, exactly. Or, or this or that or this or that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's um, but this was a, a new model that they released uh, last year. Uh, part of Psychic Away or it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Psychic Away or no, um, beginning of last year. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, is a new Inquisitor named. Uh, Kyra Draxus, and she's a uh, Ordo Xenos. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. She's got like a like, cool pet dragon thing. Uh, yeah, she's got like a shuriken catapult, Eldar <laughs> shuriken Eldar catapult. Gun. With a purity seal oh, on it. Cool. It's so, yeah. Yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's great. No, I it's like, like the, I, uh, the alien skull that she's using for a pauldron. <laughs> yeah, no, super good. And so she's a radical. You know, she. Uh, that's mm-hmm. the other thing. It's just like it, you can break things into like, you know, you know, radical or puritans and radicals like that's like another another important thing to talk about oh yeah Um, we should we should get into that at some point like i i could probably talk about that forever it's really cool (laughs) yeah no it's it's fun it's like it's it's just sort of like um you know horseshoe theory with the the inquisition or like oh it's it's so funny it's it's great and then there's like you know radicals who are radicals for a long time, and then they turn into like neoconservatives who are just like, <laughs> well, we we come from the liberal mindset, you know, we have that ideology, but then we apply that like vitality and energy that you know <laughs> loop like that like you know radicals have to conservatism, and right? Just make it really make it really cool. Yeah, like you know, Steve like, Bannon talking about how much he yeah. admires Lenin. Yeah, no, I just, yeah, dude. It's, or yeah. fucking uh, Christopher Hitchens being like a Marxist before yeah. he became this fucking like neocon atheist. Yeah. Like, off. Or like, you know, Occupy Wall Street 10, 10 year anniversary. No. So not so oh, many. Boy. That's an exaggeration. But a, a handful of those people went on to become Proud Boys. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, like, oh, that like, makes sense. Oh, yeah, we got like yeah. fucking yeah. Uh, Timmy Poole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh God! Oh Jesus! I forgot about him. God Tim Pool is bald, and he keeps the beanie on when he has sex. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> I have this confirmed directly from one of his exes. Oh my God, that fucking rules! Well, what? How did he get started again, Tim Pool? Like he, uh, he just went around with the camera to occupy stuff, and I, I, I think I talked to him at one point. Um. I, th- I think let me let me I, I, I get these people confused. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you I, talk I, to talk, him? I talked to him not at Occupy, but like at um, I think like May Day 2013. Oh, and, um, okay. Yeah, so it like wasn't like completely out, and like I don't know, like there was like a lot of like libertarian dudes who I was like very like patient with because I was just like, yeah, whatever, like you know. Yeah, like yeah, that was what it was like in Occupy Dallas. Yeah, which I mean, it makes sense. 
No. Well, like fucking libertarian, some Alex Jones types. No, like, you know, yeah, you're you're gonna get like uh, if you have an anti-establishment movement, you're going to attract anti-establishment people of any stripe. Yeah. There's all, a dude on, guys, on yeah. a fucking megaphone ranting about fluoride in the water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a fun time. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that that happens a lot with inquisitors, where yeah. they'll start out one way and then gradually drifts a very different way. Like, um, oh man, this guy, fucking Gregor Eisenhorn. He's uh, yeah, dude. He's the star of his own uh, three-part book series. He makes and it's going to be a TV show. It's going to be a TV show. That's right. Yep. That's that's yeah. really oh. exciting. So it's going to be made by the guy, uh, the team that did um, what was that World War II alternative history show called again? Um, oh, uh, Man, Man in the, the High Tower? Castle. Yeah, 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 Castle, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the people who did that show are doing the Eisenhorn show. So I haven't seen yeah. um, the that show, but I've heard it's pretty good. Yeah. So I yeah, really saw like hope... the first episode or so. Yeah, it was cool. I really seems like a seems like a divorcee dad kind of, yeah. Kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> like... yeah. No, that and I, I say I... that because my divorced dad asked me to watch it. With you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Come on, son, smoke some weed with me and watch the man in the high castle. <laughs> 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 then then we'll listen to some Steely Dan <laughs> oh. and chill in yeah. the hot tub. <laughs> that's, that's my dad except oh. he's my dad i kind of have the same voice as my dad he he, he I'm literally like a little clone of him uh, oh. but like it's i don't know um oh yeah he's, this an, is, uh, he's an inquisitor oh yeah here's, here's eyes oh nice i love this he's so pouty he's just, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's explained he's, in the books why he's so pouty is because like yeah. he had i think his uh some facial nerves or whatever severed in some combat thing, so now he just physically can't smile. Oh, and his it's face like, is just stuck so, like that. It was just reminding me of the um, on cinema episode where they first have Joe Estevez on, and like Tim Heidecker is just kind of like, uh, like ever since this uh, surgery that I had for for my brain cancer, I I just can't laugh anymore. <laughs> and then like Joe Estevez <laughs> is just like trying to tickle him and just like make him laugh. Like the whole episode, <laughs> Tim, it was just, it's just Tim Heidecker just being like, "Sorry, I just I can't laugh. It's just not yeah, something I can, not something I can do." It's pretty much Eisenhorn and his demon host buddy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, yeah, I only really remember the first book. I, I like, I don't know. That, I the, remember the yeah. first and the third more vividly than I do the second. But um, yeah, yeah Zenos, Zenos, I don't really remember that much. Like, oh no, Zenos is the first book. Sorry, yeah, Zenos um, is the first uh, one. I think Malleus what's, what's is the, the second. second? Yeah, 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 Ma- yeah, Malleus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh yeah, so Eisenhorn is in the Ordo Zenos, and he starts out as a Puritan Inquisitor, like very much of the, uh, I think the mono dominant strain, which is like humanity is the only species that has the right to exist in the galaxy. Everyone else needs to just die. And then as he begins his, uh, like he's Ordo Xenos, so he's mostly dealing with aliens, but then he starts dealing with some like weirdo demon shit. And that kind of sways him more and more to the point where he becomes a, like a radical inquisitor, uh, specifically the kind, I forget what they're called, but they're the guys who think that like, 
if we take the weapons of the enemy and use them against them, then we can actually fight them and have a fighting chance. It's kind of like a uh, Vosh using the N word when talking Yo, to Nazis. Dude, <laughs> dude oh, I hate no. Vosh. I hate Vosh so I much. I still dude. don't know who he is, and I'm trying to keep it that way. Um, I don't know. It's 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 one of those weird things where just like Twitter, le- so many Twitter leftists just like are just so like you know irony poisoned that I don't mm. understand what they actually care about or believe in. Yeah. And like, and it's yeah. just like so difficult to like, just like transcribe, like, you know, just like anytime I see stuff about Vosh, people just kind of like have this like, you know, ironic distance with him that I like mm. don't know how to interpret. And I'm just always very confused about because I'm just like, an idiot. <laughs> I don't I just, know how to like. I just like. I don't he's, know. He's a Twitch debate guy, and I don't want to be the kind of person who's really enthusiastic about debate guys on Twitch that's, in general. Yeah, <laughs> just no, just leave me. Just leave me alone. Just leave me alone. It's there like, was there's there's one guy who I I love so much uh, named Hakim, and he's a um he's a like communist bread tuber, and he um he did like several call out posts calling Vosh a fucking idiot. <laughs> um, and then, and just, and then just like correct, like correcting him on a bunch of stuff. And then, uh, you know, Vosh got really upset. And then this guy and Hakim is this, um, is this Iraqi uh, communist who lives in Iraq. And, um, mm-hmm. and he's like a doctor or something. I don't know much about him. It's the only person who, uh, who I like give Patreon money to. It's like five dollars a month or something. I was just like, nice. you know, give give money to this like this dude who, yeah. who's a doctor in Iraq and also <laughs> and also a communist. Yeah, that's, that's pretty fucking tight. <laughs> um, but like, um, they had like this debate or something. I did not watch it, but it just it turned into Vosh just like worshiping Hakim <laughs> like, very very briefly, and like I don't know. But the, I don't know. We could talk about Vosh forever because I, I, all I know are these like suppositions and rumors about him. All, but all I, I know I don't, is I don't actually know anything about him. What I know about most of the like Twitch debate people, where they'll do or say something incredibly stupid, and that's right. the only reason I hear of them. Do, do yeah. <laughs> do they play video games and and debate people or um or... one of the big ones is a guy called Destiny and he got his start <laughs> a, uh, he got his start as a StarCraft 2 streamer I think I'm I'm just picturing these fuckers all have the same looking room also mm-hmm. where it's just like it's all the mood like you know those mood lighting uh just like frames and light bulbs and like <laughs> I don't know yeah, my name's Destiny, and I'm gonna argue why you know white gamers should be able to say the N word, like just like you know, just shit like that. God damn, man! I do yeah. watch um, Hassan Piker every now and then. Like, why can't you just like something normal and nerdy? Like, I don't know, painting Warhammer figurines or something. Like, like why couldn't you just be fucking normal and like something nerdy? Instead, you're like your pet project, your hobby is being fascist. Oh, Hassan is fun. Who I don't I'm not familiar with that. He's a he's a yeah he's a nephew of um fucking uh, one of the Young Turks name? guys. Yeah, the Young Turks. Yeah. Oh, Sank. Yeah, Sank. 
or jank I, i've never really figured out the right way to pronounce his name but yeah. i don't know he's he's fine he's cool Absolutely. he's a he's a himbo self-identified himbo i, I you know <laughs> i i identify as a himbo okay <laughs> occasionally sometimes I, sometimes i'll read a book and i'll feel really smart but then i won't retain any of the knowledge yeah. Of, of, of what I read. Yeah. yeah it's a journey, not the destination, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, damn, I'm the smartest motherfucker on the planet. And then a week will go by. <laughs> they just like won't remember anything. Um, yep. Unless it's like pop politics. Like I, you know, but like when it comes to like actual theory, I just like, you know, it's something where I just have to like keep looking at it over and over again yeah. in order yeah. to remember literally anything. It really has to take a while to sink in. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Speaking of theory, just yeah. all those different yeah. uh, factions of the Inquisition I was talking about. Uh, what Eisenhorn goes over to where it's like uh, Boromir talking about how we can use the ring to strike at Mordor. Uh, that's called Xanthism where that's you know, what it is okay. we take the, the 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 cursed artifacts of chaos but we use them against chaos only by the power of chaos can chaos be defeated and it's like on the uh, radical scale things get way more interesting like there's a uh, there's the istvanists which are pretty much like yeah. the uh like the sith because um they're named after the the whole Istvan atrocities that happened in the Horus Heresy. But from yeah. that, humanity grew stronger as a whole. Only through perpetual conflict can humanity be strengthened. So they'll just fucking make terrible shit happen just so they're they kind of like oh, they're like a nine eleven death of... cult or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're kind of like accelerationists, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah accelerationism. That's a really good way to put it. Um yeah. Yeah, let's see. Oh, there's, let's see, one, the polypsychana believe that uh, humanity is evolving into a fully psychic race eventually, and well, they should do whatever yeah. they can to hasten that. And um, that's kind of what's happening with, um, or like, uh, last, the past two years, there was the psychic awakening. Um, mm. And, like, now in 40K, there's, like, this new age. It's called the Age of Witches. And, like, everything right now is just sort of, like, more psychically insane there was one oh. um that like i i read about um i didn't buy any of these because a billion of them came out and like i just didn't want to spend the money on them uh but like it was there was um i got a pdf of one and it was talking about like it was a three-way between gene stealer cults the imperial guard and the tau mm. and it was like a battle of ideologies so it was like the tau <laughs> secularism the um the just like gene stealer cult just like hive hive mind or brood mind, like, mm -hmm. you know, collectivism. And then there was this, like, you know, the Imperial Guard, like everyone was so psychically sensitive at this point because like, you know, there's all this warp energy everywhere now because there's literally just, you know, just like, it's not just the eye of terror. It's a giant like rift across space. Right. Yeah. Um, um, and so like when people like, you know, believe in the emperor, they just like get really pumped up and just like, you know, <laughs> It just turns into a shonen anime where just like yes. these, guard, these guardsmen just are just sort of like, I believe! <laughs> just like, you know, are taking like plasma shots to the shoulder and just like are like, ah, I don't care! Believe it! 
I don't know. They're, they're like I'm just know, so imagining like, like a fucking Ministorum priest with that that one Gurren Lagan dude's sunglasses. He's just like, <laughs> don't yeah. believe in the emperor. Believe in the emperor that believes in you. you. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah. Yeah, shit. I yeah. What you were laying out the um, the three forces. I was just thinking it's it's like a a fucking like Twitch debate between a DSA guy, a QAnon guy, and a fucking Tradcast guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. A stream for the ages. Oh. Support for Bros Once Loyal comes from Talarn Brand Sunscreen. You won't feel the nuke, but you might feel the last blast. And from listeners like you, thank you. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Pocket Casts, Podbean, Stitcher, or follow us on your RSS feed. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and somehow even Tumblr. Just search for Bros Once Loyal on any one of those platforms and we'll pop up near the top. Thanks again for listening. Stay safe out there.